Good morning. I'm going to introduce to you today the sixth value in our, our list of values, creativity. And the keen eye, the keen-eyed among you might notice uh, that this used to be called expressive when these were our dimensions. When we were reviewing our mission, values and vision and when 365 was kind of realised, um, we wanted the values to be nouns and we wanted them to be things that we could all understand, practice and live out in our everyday lives. We loved the expressive dimension because it was all about demonstrating who God is through our lives and our creativity. But as we processed it more, we felt like creativity was a more tangible word for us to have as a value. But the heart of this is very much the same. So this morning, ultimately, I want to tell you that we are all creative and we're all invited to join in with God's creation. So, where better to start than Genesis 1? Get ready, I'm going to read a whole load of text. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, uh, and uh, the darkness he called night. There was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate from the water. And so God made a vault, separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas and saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. There was evening, there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God sent them into the vault to separate light from the darkness and saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and moves about in it according to their kinds. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that moved on the ground. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea. And the birds in the sky, over the livestock and over all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, and every other living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth. 
and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all that birds in the sky and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. There was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. (laughs) What a place to start. The first words that we have in scripture, the revelation we have as to who God is. Now, whether we read this literally or whether we read this as poetic writing, there is one thing that is revealed through this passage. God is a creative God. Everything around us, all of the beauty of nature, all the incredible details of creation were designed, thought through and planned by a creator. I've become a bit interested in trees this year. Rock and roll. It all started with a lyric uh, from a John Mark McMillan song called The Road, The Rocks and The Weeds. And the lyric says, So shall I plant sequoias and revel in the soil of a crop I know I'll never live to reap. And it stood out to me. So I looked into sequoias. And did you know that the giant sequoias are the largest specimen of tree and grow to an average of 50 to 85 metres? Sequoias are something that if you plant, you will never get to reap the full benefits of because they only grow a few feet a year. And planting a giant sequoia is a gift to the future generations and wildlife. There's something so poetic and beautiful about planting a tree that you will never get to really enjoy the benefit of in your lifetime. Actually, it becomes a gift to others, to creation, to future generations. Why else have I become interested in trees? Well, have you ever looked up close at a tree? Have you ever looked at the detail of the bark, the leaves? Every element of the tree is covered in intricate beauty and detail. The kind of detail an artist gives to a portrait or a producer puts into mixing a snare tone to sound perfect on the track or a master cabinet maker puts into each and every element of their design. Each part of the tree has been thought through by a master creator. From its appearance, to photosynthesis, to generating oxygen, and that is just one of billions of trees, and flowers, and blades of grass, and so much more. We are surrounded by so much beauty, each thing planned, designed, and beautifully crafted by a master creator. Genesis 1.27 said, so God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. This is what it's all about. Right after God designed trees, waterways, and right after he separated the light and the darkness, he filled the seas and filled the skies, right after executing the most amazing act of bringing creation into existence, we are made. We are made in the image of a creator God. Our very creation was an act of love, and we reflect our creator. Psalm 139 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. This is each of our story. Just like the tree, we are planned, 
designed and thought through. Masterpieces don't come about by accident. And maybe the occasional expressionist piece of art. But even then, a masterpiece does not come about by accident. An artist doesn't necessarily know the final details of the painting, but actually they have an idea of where they're heading. And they get to shape the detail and the beauty with their hands as they go. And I just want to pause for a second right now. Because in the context of all of this, I think there's two things that we need to hear. Myself included. You are designed... Planned and created as the ultimate act of love. And that as we are made in the image of a creative God, the most human thing we can do is create. This morning, you need to know that you are planned and designed and thought through. No one of us here is an accident. What is creativity? I don't know how many times I've said the word yet this morning. There might be a poll going with the youth. The dictionary states, it is the use of imagination or original ideas to create something. But for me, I want to take that one step further. Because I believe creativity, at its simplest form, is to create life. Now, whether that's through our imagination, or whether that's through original ideas, or whether that's taking inspiration from others, I believe as we're made in the image of God, we are called to create life. To build up, not to tear down. The most human thing we can do is to create. And there is a reason why helping somebody makes us feel good. Or there's a reason why giving something away gives that little rush of adrenaline. And there's a reason why tearing others down, spreading hate, causing arguments, actually tears us apart on the inside. Because the most human thing we can do is create. Here's a quote from a pretty well-known artist. Vincent van Gogh, there's nothing more truly artistic than to love people. For me, this is the essence of our humanity. This is what we're wired for. But creativity is also a God-given and spirit-filled gift. In Exodus 31, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. To make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. To cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Aholiab, son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I've given the ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I've commanded you. The tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant law with the atonement cover on it, and all other furnishings of the tent. The table and its articles, the pure gold lampstands and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests. And the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded you. So this is when the Israelites have fled from Egypt and they're in the desert. And God is giving them the instructions for the place of worship, for the tabernacle. And it's full of intricate detail. It's it's shaping of gold and more expensive materials. But for me, the most significant and amazing thing about this passage is that this is the first time in scripture where it refers to anyone being filled with the Spirit of God. 
The Lord says to Moses, I have filled Bezalel with the spirit of God, with wisdom, understanding and knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. The first person in scripture to be filled with the spirit is to create. Not only are we made in the image of a creative God, but the first person to be filled with the spirit was to create. Do you see that this is more than just a business motivational buzzword? Creativity is rooted in God's plan and the world that we live in. Here's another quote for you. Art is a collaboration between God and the artist, and the less the artist does, the better. By André Gide. What a beautiful idea that art is a collaboration between God and man. And I know that in my own journey, there have been times when I've sat down, I've sat down to songwrite and something amazing has come together and I know that it's definitely been a collaboration between me and God and thankfully I've been listening. And I also know that there have been plenty of times when I've sat down to songwrite and uh, it's definitely not been a collaboration between me and God and a lot of those stay in my notes and never see the light of day. And I know that for many of you, this is no surprise that that I'm standing here talking about the subject today. As Simon said at the start, I have two talks. And creativity is a huge passion of mine. Um, And I know that I fit the more traditional box of creativity as a musician with a background in art. And I'm deeply privileged to operate within my skills and passions every day. For me, I have the best job in the world. I also surround myself as we've seen with the Create team this morning. I surround myself with traditionally creative people, designers and musicians and artists. And they enable us to do all that we do here in resourcing this church and beyond, connecting with the wider community and sharing more of who Jesus is. But I am also surrounded by huge, a huge number of creative people who express their creativity in other ways. I want to tell you about a few of them now. My wife, Claire, is one of the most creative people I know, although she wouldn't class herself as an artist, and neither would I. <laughs> Claire has an ability to create moments of, uh, of connection for people like no one else I know. No young person here goes unnoticed because Claire is deeply passionate about creating connection and helping them discover their own personal God-given identity. Also, at the start of lockdown one, She created pages of ideas in a note that we could do every day to thrive and not just survive through lockdown with two small children. There were boxes of activities, daily plans and incredible memories and moments created. She is deeply creative. Another person, Adam, is deeply creative. Again, not as a painter or singer, although you may or may not know he can play the piano. But in his approach to how he looks at the world, he looks at the world through a different lens to the rest of us. And, and as we know, Adam looks at scripture in ways that many of us do not, and he brings things to life that we would never have seen. He's also deeply passionate about making sure that the most vulnerable in our community are looked after and is always creating new opportunities, ideas, and schemes um, as to how we can make that happen. John, not known to many of us yet, John Pocock, and and actually, if you don't know them yet, do invite John and Sue over to your house and get to know them. Uh, John is a musician and a deeply gifted songwriter, but John has a superpower. Spreadsheets and PowerPoint. And and believe me, seeing is believing. Um, There is nothing that John can't do with PowerPoint. And this might sound like I'm I'm joking. I'm not. The, The approach that John takes to using these tools creates understanding and illustration of things uh, that actually open your eyes and and see understanding. And and he is 
the best user of tools that we have in front of us every day to create efficiency and beauty. Never thought I'd call a spreadsheet beautiful, but John can do that. My mum, for many of you who know my mum, actually know that she is traditionally deeply creative. And many of the things I do today are because of her cheering me on and the opportunities she created. As kids, we were taught to sew and silk paintings and many other artistic things. How else do you occupy three energetic boys in the summer holidays? Her art is an overflow of who she is. Not a day goes by where she doesn't paint, draw, sketch or learn new skills. But alongside my mum is my dad, the accountant. Not the traditional artisan type. However, he is incredibly creative. He's amazing with his hands and using tools to build and repair things, including building us a halfpipe when we were kids, the other way to occupy three energetic boys in the summer holidays. Uh, He's also incredibly passionate about helping people feel welcomed. And he creates a welcoming moment for people in whatever room that they're in. And a little side note, he also loves nature, animals, always points out a bird of prey. Uh, And 15 years ago, took us to see the giant sequoias in California. He was already ahead of us. As you can see, I'm surrounded by creative people. And I could go on talking about these people all day. So I will. Here's a few more. Even in our church family, we've got Sarah Atkin, who makes the best brownies. We've got Margaret White, who creates moments of joy and fun and connection for so many. We've got Joel Nichols, who creates production behind the scenes to make an event the best it can be, even running around making a TV work that wasn't this morning. We've got Phil Maddox, who literally built his own house. We've got Steve Hart, who creates moments and helps people to go debt free. We've got Chris Corner, the party planner extraordinaire. We've got Keith Glover, who creates a place of peace wherever he walks. We've got Coralie, who I've been talking way too fast for, sorry. <laughs> who creates moments of connection for mums and toddlers every week and helps others to encounter God through the way that she signs on a Sunday morning. We have Miles Peckover, who creates hope for people. Plus, he's one of the best songwriters in the world. The truth is, we are surrounded by creative people. We are all made in the image of a creator God. We are all called to create, to build up, to reveal more of God's beauty. Are we all called to be musicians? Are we all called to be dancers, poets, chefs, designers, project managers, carpenters, artists? No. But we are all called to create and join in with creation. So going back to trees. Since Joe Herbert spoke a little while ago, I've been using an app called Tree App, which I highly recommend. Um, So far, I've planted 42 trees around the world by watching some daily adverts on my phone. Takes a few seconds. It's pretty passive, but it's great. Because we don't have a garden, and so I can't physically plant a tree and watch it grow through my lifetime. This is an easy daily way that I get to join in with creation. It doesn't look like me songwriting or designing or planning or creating something with my hands. But I still get to join in in creation. And so can you. So what does it mean for us to have a value of creativity here at YCC? It means that in everything we do, whether that's on a Sunday morning gathering, a small group on a Wednesday night, a mentoring session, a youth group, a worship practice, a shift in the coffee shop, 
packing food parcels, helping people in the car park to park when they come for their vaccines, or planning a meeting. It means that in everything we do, we pursue creativity to create life. We join in and partner with God in collaborating on doing the best that we can and creating life. What does it mean for you in your own homes, in your own personal lives, to have a value of creativity? What does it mean for you to create life in your workplace, with your children, at your school, at your college? What does it mean to build up and not tear down? The final quote for you. Creativity is contagious. Pass it on. From Albert Einstein. We need to open our eyes to see the creativity around us. We also need to see the ways in which each and every one of us are called to be creative. I gave you a list of different people there, but there are so many others, and each and every one of you in the room and online are born creative, made in the image of a creator God. And I just wonder if there's a couple of questions to be asking ourselves this morning. Where are the areas of your life at the moment where you know you're not creating life, but actually tearing down or tearing creation down? And what are the passions, skills or creative expressions that are within you, whether that's artistically or whether that's in the way that you create moments of connection for others, that you've neglected and forgotten about, that need nurturing? Creativity is not just a business buzzword that we have in our values list because it seems like a good idea. Creativity is the essence of who we are called to be. It's the most human thing we can do as people made in the image of God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the ultimate creator. And that in you all things are planned, thought through, designed from the the biggest mountain to the smallest flower. And God, we thank you that you are in the intricate detail, that you are the master craftsman. God, we thank you that today we have to understand that every single one of us is chosen, planned and designed. We're not here by accident. That we are your beautiful craftsmanship and masterpiece. So God, today, for any of us where we're not creating life, Father, tearing others down, I pray that you help us to be people who build up. And God, for any of us where there are things within us that have, have not been nurtured or adornment, areas that you want to bring out within us, Lord, may you spark new creativity. God, may this be a place where life is created and life flows. And just like Bezalel, may we be filled with your spirit to create. Amen.